says the Ram, Asuas, laws of forbidden foods. The Ram told us in the Hakdom, if you remember, that he put all these things in Sefer Kedusha that have to do with Hashem talking about the Kedusha of Am Yisrael. So holy relations and holy, holy food. Yesh Mechon, Shemayin of Mitzvahs, it involves 28 Mitzvahs. Our Mitzvahs, I four positive Mitzvahs, for our Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs, the same. 24 negative Mitzvahs, Zerapad, and here's the breakdown. Aleph number one. Lidlik Bismani, Behemah, Vechayla, Havdel, Tomah, Tehidah. To inspect the, the signs that distinguish a kosher from a non-kosher animal, both domesticated and non-domesticated, the Raman puts into one mitzvah. So, domesticated and non-domesticated animals, kosher versus non-kosher, it's one mitzvah. Beis livdeik b'simani ha'oif, halvim tamad tar to differentiate the signs that differentiate a kosher bird from a non-kosher bird. Gimel livdeik the reason choose tamad and tar means pure and impure. We say kosher, non-kosher, but yeah, you know, get the point. Gimel livdeik b'simani chagav and halvim tamad tar to differentiate between the kosher versus non-kosher species of grasshoppers. Dalad livdeik b'simani dog and halvim tamad tar to differentiate between the non-kosher and kosher fish. The four what? Yeah, right. Clear it. These are the four. The first four, four, first four positive mitzvahs, and they're all in Perak Aleph, I believe. Mm-hmm. Number five, not to eat non-kosher animals, both domesticated and undomesticated, fall under one one laugh. Not to eat swarming birds. Two eighty. Not to eat swarming things that that swarm and fly. Well, the Ram will define all these things, you know. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. Number 10, number 9, share it to Aris, not to eat things that swarm on the earth. You Number 10, not to eat that which creeps upon the earth. What do you, how do you differentiate something that creeps on the earth that swarms on the earth? The Ram will tell us exactly what the difference is and break it down. Okay. You know, number 11. Not to eat fruits. Excuse me, not to eat the worms of produce after those worms are no longer in the produce, but rather they have left and have gone into the, into the, uh, into the air, if you will. Which means that while it's in the fruit... Oh, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. Right. Again, this is the very, very, right. you know, kids... Oh, yeah. You'd be not to eat that, which swarms in the water. You'd gimel 13, not to eat a dead carcass of an animal, even if it's a kosher species, right? A cow. You'd dial 14, not to benefit and have any... Not just to eat... But not to not benefit even from an ox that was stoned in Bezdin for the various reasons why Bezdin would execute an ox, or any animal for that matter, right? Tesvav, Shalachal Trefa, not to eat an animal that's Trefa. So the animal has a wound or an illness that means it can't survive for a year. Even if you shech the animal correctly, no problem, it's, no, no, it's, it's Tref. That's why you check the lungs afterwards to see if it's Tref, right? Tezayin Shalachal, not to eat the limb from a living animal. Yudzayin Shalachal, not to consume blood. not to eat the certain fats. Of a pure domesticated animal, let's say cows, sheep, goats, certain fats are forbidden. You tesh lechol get not to eat the sciatic nerve. Chaf lechol gabasu b'chol not to eat the sciatic nerve. Not to eat milk and meat. Chaf al twenty one shle lo ashli not to cook milk and meat. You notice that Rambam does not say not to benefit from it. According to the Rambam, that's not one of the mitzvahs. Chaf gimel chaf beis. Excuse me. Shlechol lechem tuor chadasha twenty mitzvah twenty two is not to eat bread that's made from one of the five grains that's new. What does it mean? What defines new? What defines old? We'll, we'll learn about that. Chaf gimel twenty three shlechol kol yimena chadash not to eat grain that's roasted from the new grain. Chaf dal twenty four shlechol kamen chadash not to eat fresh grain. Right? People back then in the in the field, you take a fresh piece. Uh, wheat that's right. fresh, you, you eat it, right. it was delicious. Those are three different isurim that all allow him under the same umbrella. So you can't eat chavish on the new grain, whether it's fresh, whether you roast it, whether it's raw, whether you make bread out of it, your cookies, the spaghetti, it's all us. Not to eat arla. We'll see what that is. Basically, it's the first three years of any tree's life. Chavav 26, not to eat the first three years of any tree's life. No, not to eat. 
you can have a tree for three years before it even begins to produce fruit. Well, so the first three yeah. years of, of its life, when you plant it. And you come see the first three years of any tree's yeah. life, when the life begins for the tree, yeah. if you plant it, if you plant it, good, these are the details. Yeah. Not to eat uh, vineyard, from the vineyard if it's right. been mixed with the inappropriate uh, uh, species. Not to eat tevel, which means produce that the appropriate uh, tithes that were not separated. Not to eat or consume wine that has been poured for the purposes of Avadazor, idolatry. What is tevel? Tevel is a species that the, the, the proper tithes were not taken. We'll explain these mitzvahs in the following chapters. Perikrishan halacha aleph. Mitzvah say it's a positive mitzvah. Leida simonish mavdilim behen bein tmei v'chaya v'oyif v'dogim chagavim shemot lo'achlon. It's a positive mitzvah. This is according to the Rambam. There's a mitzvah to not know, not just no. a means to an end. According to the Rambam, it's a mitzvah to know and be able no. to differentiate no. that which separates kosher versus non-kosher, domesticated and undomesticated animals, birds, fish, and grasshoppers. Remember, it says, you should separate between the domesticated kosher and non-kosher species and between the kosher and non-kosher birds. What about the fish, grasshoppers, and wild animals? And another Pasuk says, remember it says elsewhere, the pure versus the impure, between the wild animals that you may eat and the wild animals that you cannot eat, like a hippopotamus or a rhinoceros, right? So, uh, where does it mention fish and grasshoppers? Uh, apparently, according to the Rambam, the first half of that passage where it says with differentiate between the tame and the and the non tame, uh, the tame and the pure, incorporates the other the other right. the fish and the grasshoppers. Okay, mm-hmm. so you got to know what's kosher. You got to know it's not kosher, and that's not just so you should not come to transgress something. It's actually a mitzvah to know that. Mm-hmm. And the Rambam will tell us how do you know the difference and all kinds of ways. Whatever the Rambam is telling us apparently is not just trying to keep us on the right track. Out of McDonald's, McDonald's in the kosher restaurants, he's right. giving us the ways that we can know to fill the fillers mitzvah. Yeah, base simonir behemah v'chayish in the pasuk of potato. The signs that for a kosher domesticated or wild animal, the Torah tells us very clearly. Behemah the arsh nei simonir two signs. Mafres is parsa split hooves malas geira, which means it mala means bring up. And Gator is the word Rashi in the Chumash says the game is to flow. So it brings up that which flows, which means the animal swallows the food. And then afterwards regurgitates it, chews it again, and swallows it again. And that's why those animals have multiple stomachs. In English, they say chew its cud. When I was in school, everyone knew, yeah, kosher animals, you come home and you tell your father Shabbos table, it has split hooves, and it chews its cud. Nobody knew what chews the cud meant, I guarantee you. The teacher didn't know, <laughs> we didn't know. But we knew it had to amaze a kosher animal. I have no idea what a cud was. I thought it was kind of bubblegum or something. All right. Actually, you, Shneim, has to have both. One is not good enough. <laughs> Every animal, I'm not going to say each time, domesticated, not domesticated, I'm just going to say animal, okay? And, and it includes both, okay? So every animal which is, chews its cud. Those animals don't have, jo- oh, um, yeah, let me get the Ram with the pictures over here. Don't have jaws, a teeth on the upper jaw. Now, it doesn't mean that it does not have teeth at all on the upper jaw. Because we'll see, they do have teeth on the upper jaw. It means basically... This one doesn't have it. This one has something. It means basically that there's certain teeth in the very front of the upper jaw that those anim- that some animals have. And these animals that are maligera, they don't have them. It's for that reason that they, you know, they don't chew the food as well for that reason because they don't have here in the front... Very, they have a teeth in the upper jaw over here, as you can see from this picture. I assume this is accurate. But in the front, there's teeth in the bottom and on top. Uh-huh. And therefore, those, those teeth, which are like the ones that really you know, uh, cut the food in a small way, are not there. And that's why Hashem made it chew its cut so it can you know, digest the food properly. Okay. Did you know that? So, so, that's, uh, so that's, the, uh, 
That's what it means, right? You know, it doesn't mean the whole entire jaw. Good. So the front jaw doesn't have teeth. And any animal which uses cud, parasite also has split hooves. With the exception is a camel. A camel chews its cud, but doesn't have split hooves. Every animal which has split hooves, also chews its cud. Except for the pig. That's important because that means if you can know one sign, you know it has the other as long as you can do the process of elimination, right? Because it's very rare to have only one or the other. So the fichah, therefore, because we know that most animals just have split hooves also choose their cud, and most animals that chew their cud also have split hooves, the fichah. The truth is that Ram actually didn't mention, the, the Torah says three animals, that, if you remember, that have chewed their cud, not split hooves. Besides the gomel, what is there? The arneves and the shafon, which is the rabbit and the hare, I think, or the hare and the hyrax, whatever. So the Ram doesn't mention them. I should explain why, because of various reasons the Ram leaves them out. In any event, um, therefore, right? Who? Oh, that's the reason? Okay, good. Thank you. So, a person who finds an animal in the desert. Why the desert? Because we're talking about a place where there's not anybody around or there's no tradition to ask. In other words, you're basically in a situation where you don't know who to ask what this was. Exactly. And you don't know what it is. I don't know what I am. I never saw shit animal before, right? You're an American, you're a European explorer. You come to the United States. Excuse me, I say it with the Americas, right? Where you thought it was India. You find these weird looking animals, bison, all these things. And you don't know what it is. You never saw shit before. Now, that's why Amer- people, people call them buffaloes, right? American buffaloes. They're not buffaloes. Because in Europe and in Asia, they had, if it's the buffalo, they call them buffalo. The bison is not the buffalo. A different animal. Okay, anyway. So, you find this thing, and, and, and the feet are cut off. Why the feet cut off? Who knows? Yeah. Now, it's, it moves in the zag, and we're talking about a situation where it's not a trefa, obviously. There are ways where the leg is cut off, and that makes it a trefa. Over here, obviously, oh, in the case right. is it's not the case. Good. Now, I don't know. Does this animal have split hooves? I have no idea. The hooves were cut off by somebody. Right? The Indians used to cut the animal's feet off and make all kinds of things out of it. All kinds of strange... Make a <laughs> so Akaponim, what do you do? How do I know if it's kosher? Look in the mouth. It doesn't have teeth on the upper jaw in the front, as we said. I know it's tar. As long as you know what a camel is. As long as you know what a camel is, and this ain't no camel, then it must be kosher. Right? If it's fakir, the mouth is cut off. So do I know if it's kosher? Check in the, in the hooves. If it's split, it's tar. As long as you know what a pig is, and this ain't no pig. Then you, again, you sure it's kosher. What if both the mouth and the feet have been cut off? But the animal's alive, obviously, and you want to shecht it. Can I eat it? So what do you do? The animal gives us a simon over here to know if it's kosher or not kosher. Here's what you do. After you shecht it, because before you shecht it, you do pay for the animal, you check the basically stem of the tail, and you look at the meat over there. If you look at the meat, when you see meat, there's like a certain like like the like a lines in the meat, like strings. It's my umbrella. Strings among the meat that that um, there's like a there's like a stringy pattern in meat. And if you see that, it goes both both directions, like a plus sign. To her, that means it's tar because all kosher animals have that criteria. Now, obviously, you I don't want to go that. Oh, this is a I mean, I, I, I quit from the Gemara this time. I, I never learned Chulun, honestly. So, in any event, that tells you it's tar. As long as you know what a wild donkey is, a wild donkey has this criteria. So, if you know what a wild donkey is, this ain't a wild donkey, but it has no mouth, and it has no hooves, and it's alive, and you shecht it, and you see the tails like this. It's a kosher animal, the Ram tells us. Okay, look at that. Here's another sign. If it has horns. Horns. Oh, so that the Ram doesn't say that. But yeah, but, but bear, kosher animals have only have horns. Yeah, because horns, horns. Yeah. Non-kosher animals don't have horns. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Dalit. 
Well, I guess if, as long as you have no rhinoceros, but not, it's not really a horn. Okay, toss. Okay, get down. Behemoth to her, does she order come in behemoth to me? That's from where Shulchan Aruch. Okay. A behemoth to her, a cow, a sheep, a goat that gave birth to an animal. It comes out, Malotov, looks like a pig. Alpha Pisha ain't a mafis parts of Leishma's gear. It doesn't have, choose, it doesn't, doesn't, the animal doesn't, the kind of animal doesn't chew its cud, doesn't have split hooves. Ela kamin susa chamar al chodav. It looks like a horse or a, or a donkey. Hareiz the mutlo achil. You may eat the animal. Why are we assuming that it, that it, that it's the mother because you saw it giving birth and therefore the, because the mother and the mother's Jewish it's Jewish right the mother's a kosher animal it's a kosher animal we're talking about a case where you know that it gave birth to this strange looking creature just because you left a cow which is a kosher animal obviously in your herd there's some kind of unkosher looking animal tagging along to it attached to it the way baby animals do right. nourishing from it maybe even though it's nourishing from it which usually is something only the mother does for its own child is a suffix that's considered a suffix for us not to eat it because it might not be kosher why on earth would you say it's not the mother if it looks like it's parenting the baby maybe it gave a, a non-kosher animal gave birth to it and then this baby animal for whatever reason got attached to this adult animal because the baby animals, whatever the animals next to it, when it when it comes out, the most the first hour or two, that's what it attaches to, right? And therefore, maybe here for whatever reason, it, 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 it got stuck with the wrong mother, and that's why it's attached to it. Now it's a suffolk. so therefore the person eats this baby, you can't give him malchus. But it's a suffolk. It, 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 it you can't be sure. Therefore, only if it was born in front. Um, can you can you assume it's kosher? Halacha hey, and this could be true according to the Rambam, even if you have no tray for animals in your herd. Maybe it came from a different herd. Halacha hey, according to the Rambam, the Yeah, behemoth should head him right. Yeah, behemoth to me she yodu kamin You have a non-kosher animal, it's a camel that gave birth to what looks like a goat, a kosher animal. Afapishu kmafes parshem malz gator. Despite the fact this baby chews its cud, split its hooves, harehu kamin shor lechol dover kamin shor, and it looks like a, it looks like as far as we can can tell. An ox or a goat, of that species. You may not eat it. Why? Because that which is birthed from a non-kosher animal is non-kosher. In other words, it's not an individual animal by animal concept. When the species has but hooves and chooses cud, it's kosher. The fact that there's a birth defect over here, an anomaly because it was in Chernobyl or something, doesn't change. But you says lefichach next word or dog. Okay, lefichach therefore. Or some, some just say dog. Dog, Tomesh, Nimtzah, made dog tar. You have a non-kosher fish in the stomach of a kosher fish. Should we assume it, it's, it's, it's a baby in the stomach or should we assume that it ate it? I'm just asking, why is it asking? If a dog, Tomesh, Nimtzah, made dog tar, if it's a kosher fish inside the belly of a non-kosher fish, that's mutter. Why? That's the word, that's why the fichah is in parentheses because the fichah is, it's not a fichah, it's the opposite. Over here, now it's this contrast. Over here, we don't assume it gave birth, rather it swallowed it. Right. Since it's not assumed to be an offspring, it's not kosher. The fact that it's in the belly doesn't mean it's offspring. It means it was eaten. Fish eat other fish, right? Vav. The hay material is a different spot of pregnancy and a different spot of stomach. Yeah, so I guess the question is, why doesn't this guy know where to look? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a good question. If you know what you're doing, yeah. maybe the average guy doesn't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, Vav. Okay. You have a kosher animal that gives birth to an animal, or you shecht it and you find inside a baby. 
and you find it's a it's a, it's a type of animal that has two spine, two backs, excuse me, vishtay stars or two spines. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like a Siamese twin that got fadreit. Uh, you can't eat it. Why can't you eat it? The mother's okay. kosher. It should be kosher. Right. If you find it in the belly after shechet, even shechita doesn't eat lechera. According to the Rambam, this is the in Devarim when the whole parish of kosher animals is repeated in Devarim. If you remember, so there was a pasuk about Shemer. It says this should be not from those animals which do chew their cards and do have split hooves. Hashesua the shesua. According to the Rambam, the shesua, which means which the word shesua means split. Clever means to say, an animal which is wow. created, divided into animals. This type of Siamese twin that didn't totally fully separate into two, this is the Ramam, according to the Ramam, the species that the terrorist found us, you may not eat. Okay, The question is, does this apply to a bird? No, because birds lay eggs. The fact you find two, two, two yolks and eggs on a problem. Okay. If you have an animal that gives birth to a bird, or you shech it inside, you find a bird in the, in the womb, right? It looks like a kosher bird, like a chicken. may not eat it. I it's a kosher mother. When you have a behema, right, when you have a behema, and you find another behema inside of it, that by default makes it kosher if the mother is kosher. I looks like a non-kosher animal, fine. But at least it's a type of species that has hooves. Birds don't even have hooves. So that, this principle doesn't apply. So the concept that if the mother is kosher, the baby is kosher, even if the baby looks very different from the mother, is true as long as the baby is also a type of species that, resemb- that resembles a species that has hooves. Right? Like hippopotamuses, they have hooves, right? But if it's a bird, they don't have hooves, bichal, therefore that wouldn't apply. Therefore, even though the mother is kosher, this baby bird that came out, of a, came out of a cow is not kosher. Don't ask me how this happens. I don't know. Maybe it's Chernobyl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, from the terms of, after we have all these principles, now that Ram tells us there's 10 species of collection between domestic and non-domestic animals in the world that are allowed to be eaten, there's, excuse me, so you don't, besides the 10 species that Terra mentions in various places, there's no animals that are kosher except for these 10. Which are three types of domesticated animals. The ox species, the sheep species, the goat species. And seven types of wild domesticated animals. These translations I'm going to take from the Ram over here. He bases it on Ayur Kaplan's Living Torah. There's all kinds of people who spend their whole lives in the careers trying to figure out their translations over here. But let's use the translation over here. Ayal the gazelle. Tzvi, a goat, excuse me, a deer. The yachmer, an antelope, the aqua, an ibex, the disha, and a chamois. I didn't have a chance to Google this yet. The tuzoya bison, right? This is the American bison, which is funny. The Rambam, that's translated as that, according to the Rambam, he's using the ayakap as chumish, but the Rambam didn't see bison. There was no, the bison are an American thing, didn't right. Okay, anyway. The summer giraffe. Now in school they told you, you can't eat a giraffe because the neck is too long. No one knows where the shech. The neck is too long. That is a myth. That's above my I don't know why they're still telling the kids ah. that. It's not true. You can't. Oh, no, I'm destroyed. You can shech the giraffe. Ah, I'm destroyed. You know why? You know why you don't you don't eat them? Why? Go catch one. Ah. The hey, That's why. No, but you catch it in a way you don't make it a trefa and be able to. 
good. Yeah, but they tranquilized them, I think, first to get them. I don't know. It's not so plush. It's, anyway, also they're protected, and therefore the meat's also very tough. The heim and name also they're 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 subspecies, if you will, like types of different types of them. You're going shor habor, the wild ox, v'hamari the v'hamari and the buffalo. Shame v'nasha. These are all under the umbrella of the shor. All these ten types and their species, their subcategories. My They all chew their cud. They all. Someone who knows these ten, he knows he, all the ten of these, right? He's familiar with them. He doesn't have to inspect the mouth to see if it chooses no, its cut with the teeth on the upper jaw or on the feet, right? It's not shot. If you have, a, say, for example, a slaughterhouse, right? Every single cow that comes to get shechted, they have to check the hooves and make sure it has no teeth in the upper jaw. That's not correct. You know what a cow is? This is a cow, shechted, eat it, enjoy. Okay. Despite the fact that they're all allowed to be eaten, it's also important to know the difference between a domesticated kosher animal, like a cow, and a kosher non-domesticated animal, like a deer. Because a chaya, like a deer, the non-domesticated, the fat is allowed to be eaten. And the blood requires the mitzvah, the blood requires to be covered after you shecht it, like a bird. The kosher, domesticated animal, its fat is fakert. Its fat is a chiyav karis. It's worse to eat the fat of a cow than it is to eat the meat of a pig. Meat of a pig is just a regular lav, it's not a chiyav karis. The fats of a cow is a chiyav karis. And also the blood is not required to be covered. Okay, now, so therefore, if, it's a, if, you, know, if, you, if you know that it's um, a cow, you don't do kisedam. Yud, b'simane chaya, what are the signs to know what a kosher, so until now we really spoke about kosher domesticated animals, behemoths, or for the mostly. And he was gonna, he's going to branch off into <coughs> kosher non-domesticated animals. B'simane v'chaya m'piashmu'ahein, they're halacha m'ashim b'sinai. In other words, when the Torah talks about Sarah talks about split who's and shoes cut. Well, no, okay, I was well. Yeah, that also applies to applies to a chaya. So it's not just a behema. It also applies to a non-domesticated animal. But however, there are more simon that we know from uh, the oral tradition. Call minshu mafris paris mas. Oh, mipiakabolam means from neviim, different neviim. It's it's that's the chur. What it means in It means yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any species of a chaya that has a split hoof that shoots its cut. It also has horns that branch off. Right? We'll see, like, for example, the pictures over here, these are horns that, are, that branch off, and the horns have a, sub, a, a, a primary horn, like a trunk, and then there's other branches that go into different, different okay? Yeah, that's one part. It doesn't, ha- doesn't have to have all these signs, but this is one example. You're going to eye like, like a gazelle. Right, but often the isle translated as a ram, right? But here the Ram says it means a gazelle. Okay. That's certainly a kosher chaya, kosher non-domesticated animal. If the horns do not branch out like that, if the horns were curved, like the horns of a cow or an ox, I think it means the same thing, which means it's ridged. Like it has... Um, the other arm had better pictures, but you see over here by this ibex, it's not smooth. It's like a serrated knife, yeah. Like a like a you can't. It's not smooth. It's like it's like like no. like yeah. Ridges are notched. Carne is like the horns of a goat. And the the notches are embedded within the horns, which means. But I think by that he means that it's that 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 doesn't doesn't jut. 
I'm not totally sure what those words mean. That the the notches are are. Yeah. Okay. Or they're spiraled like the horns of a of a goat. Meaning you could drop a marble on top and they'll go around and around and go down like a spiral staircase, as opposed to being independent rings. If it has any of these signs, doesn't have the branching branched out horns, but it does have these other signs, either ridged, um, notched, ridged, or um, or spiraled or or curved. That is a pure. As long as they have these three signs, if it's not, either branched out or it has to have all three, sorry, either branched out or kruches, kruches, hadukes, like curved ridge and spiral. And where do we have the whole mucker of karnaim to be a simon? Oh, this is toshal peh, Yeah, you know, when this is This is all the again. This is all you find the species of animal. You don't know what it is. The seven chayas the Torah mentions. You knew what they are. You don't even have, have horns even. Maybe their horns fell off. Maybe who knows what happened. But you can eat the fat, unlike the domesticated animal. You have to cover the blood with a bracha. So in other words, uh, the, yeah, the fact that it has split hoof shoes means for sure kosher. But here, if it has the, if you recognize the seven species of kosher chayas, you can be confident that it's not a behemoth, and you can therefore eat the chaylef. You base. And who are you? Sorry, who are you? That's not a rub to say that this is just. Oh, oh, we're talking about someone who has mesayir. Right? My parents, right? taught me, taught me. This is a, this is a. I know these seven species. I know what a gazelle is. I know what a akko is. Yeah, you'd base. Shered habur, the wild ox. Right, the famous, it's a famous species called wild ox. Min behemoth, even though it's not domesticated, but it's considered a behemoth halachically, even though no one owns them for pets. A buffalo, right? A buffalo is not, not domesticated, but. It's a it's a behemoth. The the chaylev is a chiv karis. That keres. What is a keres? So a keres is a kind of antelope that exists in Bismana Gemara. Even has one horn, and all other types of chayas have two horns. It's a chay, not a behemoth. Again, so the chaylev is mutter. What if you have an animal that you're not sure if it's a chay or behemoth? Label Turk, who's a famous sheikh, told me a bison is this category. We don't know if it's a chay or a behemoth. Chelboy Osir, it's Chelov is Osir because it might be a Chiyav Kharis. They ain't like love, you're not, you're not Chayav Malkus. If you do eat it because against the Suffolk, you can't give Malkus on Tavade. The Chas is dumb, you cover the blood because it might be a Chaya without a Bracha. You give him. Kilayim, Habab, Behemoth, Tahirim, Behemoth, Chaya Tahirim. What if you, a zookeeper, mates a domesticated animal with a non domesticated animal? And they're both kosher, that's possible, they will produce offspring. They do with non kosher animals also, right? A tiger and a lion, they make a liger, all these things. Who I need that's called a Koi. Oh. So a koi is an animal which is not just, not just according to some people say a koi is a suffix. Is not some suffix. A koi is an animal that's produced by a parent, two parents. One of them is a chaya, one of them is a behemoth. I think the common, most common example is a goat and a deer, I think. That's the common example where you have a chaya and a behemoth. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference to the father and mother, but that's called a koi. Chel by aser, the chelav is aser, ve'en leik lev not chayim alkos because it's a suffix. Machas is dumb, and you have to cover the blood with suffix because it might be a chaya. Ve'en min tamay, shimis abim min tamay klal. Now, Kosher, non-kosher animals, even if they mate, will not produce offspring. The, the genetics are too different, the Ramah says. This is what the Ramah says, or whatever. Therefore, they will not, will not work. Akaponian, there's no concept of, what do you do if the mother, one of their parents is kosher animal, and parents not kosher animal. doesn't exist. Both parents will be kosher. You can have one parent domesticated, one parent not domesticated. That's a koi, and therefore, we have a suffix. Yes, a tummy animal, if a tummy mother and a tahar father will not ever produce an offspring. Oh, and the reverse? I think, I think also not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just scientifically, the Ram saying? Ram saying, I'm right. I, I, I'm that, again, that's a non-kosher... 
a kosher father, non-kosher mother. If what's the reverse, what's what, what, would it work? I don't know. Akapanim, according to Rambam, anyway, that's that's what a kai is, and therefore, a kai is a suffolk, and chelav is also a suffolk. You doubt. Okay, so the father's a deer and the mother's a goat, or vice versa. You can't eat the chayla of misafik, you have to do kisadam misafik. Okay, back. Now, the rest of the, this next uh, part of the parak is for the birds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, the, what are the signs of a kosher bird? Yeah? So, the signs of a kosher bird, the Torah doesn't say. Here's the signs. Elaman and Minyan Tameim Bavad Torah tells us here's the ones that are not kosher. You're not allowed to eat them. Vashar Minyan Oyef Mutar. Whatever is not on the list is kosher. Vamin Hasum Ba'Abav Esim Him. There's 24 types of birds that are that, that are that are not kosher. And he, 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 here's the, here's what they are. Again, this is the translation of Ayur Kafas Torah. Hanesher is an eagle. Good, fine. Anyway, but but the Nesher is an eagle. The, in, in the Gutnik Chumash, Chaim Miller tries to prove the Nesher is actually a griffin vulture. Anyway, Haper, yeah, Haperes, the the ostrich. Okay, yeah, Osni and Ospi, the Or Kite, the other Or Murub Mishatarian. Again, in the Vodan, this whole thing is repeated, and over there it's called the Or. Yeah, Aya Vulture via Daya Murub Mishatarian, and the Aya Daya is the same thing, and it's called the Aya and Vayikra and Daya in the Vodan. Vav Minha Aya, the subspecies of Aya, Shane Kosa, but says the Mino according to its species, the Kalshu Mishan. I mean, we see that there's different types of vultures. A raven, Ches, Vizarazir, a starling, Shekinim of a raven, says by a raven, the Mino according to its species, the Hovias Vizarazir, which includes a starling, which is a type of raven. Tess, a Yan, an ostrich, Yud, a Tachmas, an owl, Yud, Halif, Shachaf, a gull, Yud, Bez, Hanates, a hawk, Yud, Gimel, Vishna, 13, Vishar, Vishar, Naka, a Goose hawk. Who means the nature kind of hawk? We can't cause it. Says about the mina according to species. Whenever the terrorist says the mina who means is a is a similar but different type of bird, and therefore on the, on the same category. Yidal kais a falcon. Tazvav shalach, which is a comorant. 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 You test. You test. Zayin an ibis. You design to shemes a swan. Chayutches kaos a pelican. You test rochama a magpie. Chaf Chasida. It says it's called Chasida because it does yeah. Chasid with its species. So why, why is that the trefa? Uh, oh, because it only does with its own species, not with other species. You only give stuck to your community. That's not a good sign. So here he says it means. Yeah. You would think it's kosher because it's Chasid. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Chasid is a stork. Although I saw somewhere he tying this Chasid is a flamingo. Anyways, Chafalev Hanafa Heron Chafbeis Mihanafa Heron type Shekena Balaminot says according to species. And a bat. Okay, Tazayin. Tazvav. They're all listed in the title. Yeah. yeah. These are the types, exactly. These are the types of things that Terra says you can't eat. All of the birds, knock yourself out. Tazvav. Now, here's the problem. Probably don't have the tradition. Which ones? So call me Shubak, you've been If you know these 24 species and you know their names, this is, this is that, you go on exploration, go to Australia, you find a new bird, and it's not one of this. Eat it, enjoy. The Ain't Sakh you don't have to do an inspection. A pure bird can be eaten also by tradition. In other words, even if, even if you don't know what the ones are kosher and non kosher, you have a Messiah. Your parents always caught this bird they serve, you know, you recognize it. And this is exactly uh, what does it mean, Tar. In this location, we all know this is a, this is a kosher bird, right? So that's one of the problems with Turkey, but it's no Messiah. That's why the Shalom was doubtful about it. The whole, the whole thing. The Nemet side. Masada. Very strong. All call it their cool is Masada, right? That's why some places, certain places eat right? we see grasshoppers, certain places they eat certain types of yeah. what's the what's the bird? Um, a quail or not quail? Um, quail. No, but there's a kind of bird that has only certain communities they have the Masada by then they know it's kosher, and therefore they eat it. I forgot um 
Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. A, a trapper is believed to say, my teacher, who's also a trapper, or the Gemara explains, I believe that the Rebbe Yatsai, he's not my Rebbe of Teira. My frumer, my, I have a teacher yeah. who, who taught me how to trap animals. The frumer, he taught me this is a kosher animal, and therefore he has, that's my Seira. As long as you know, that guy who was known to trap was a, was a firm of Yid and he knew the animals was not kosher, if you have a say from him, that's good, that's good enough for us. No, so then that's not good enough. How do we know, right? Now, the question is, is a guy believe that to say the fituma, this is this and this species? I don't know, that's another question. Tezain. Good, so that's how it works. So, in other words, this is how we can determine. What is kosher, not kosher? Either you know these 24 species that are not allowed, everything else is okay, or you don't know, but there's a certain species that you know for sure is, a, a, a tradition is taught her. You don't have to know yeah. exactly what these 24 species are. You know, that, that, oh, that, so that's that, the problem. We don't know, yeah. That's why today, which birds do we eat? Most birds are kosher. Most species are kosher. There's so many types of birds, only 24 are not kosher. We don't, have, we don't know exactly what's what. And therefore... A parrot. Oh. So exactly, right? Is, is there a Masada? Yeah, so that's, that's the problem. Okay, Tazayin. So we only eat the ones we know. Now, in the Midbar, Moshe is telling these animals. How many of these animals existed in Mitzrayim? Obviously, that's why the Gemara says, Moshe Ben had to show them each one. Here, this is it. You see, this is a parrot. Yeah, no, maybe, or whatever, right? You have to know. Tazayin. If you don't know birds, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what they're called. I don't know what they are. So how do I know if this bird's kosher? The Chum gave us a sign to know if the bird's kosher. Any bird which attacks with its claws a predator, essentially, that's with its claw, apparently, because if it attacks... Like the, the, that part. If, um, if, it, uh, if it attacks with its mouth, maybe it's not as bad. I'm not yeah. sure. But anyways, attacks with, with its claw. We know that it's one of these 24 non-kosher birds. The truth is, could be that just means it's a predator. Not with the claws. Okay, the Tommy. I think yeah, that makes more sense. I think it was a little, a little silly what I suggested a moment ago. Okay, the If it's not a predator, so then it, may, it might be kosher. So it depends. If it has one of these three signs, if it's non-predator plus, right? You watch, you know it's not a predator. Plus, you also know it has one of these three signs. It's kosher. These are them. an extra extended finger, like in the back. You see over here in the picture. It's like an extra, like a like a larger extended claw in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope the picture's right, right? Or Zephic, or it has a crop. A crop is like a little, like an extra stomach that it, that, that it uh, I think some, some translation as a crop. How do you know that? You told you chef the damn thing. Here, no, 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 oh. So, 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 okay, one second. This, so obviously the species. Yeah, you have to, you have to, after the chef look inside. You gotta take one, make one carbon. You gotta chef it, and if it doesn't have it, look good. That's, that's another no, thing. One second, if we're a mure, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's, that, that's the, that's the, that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. One second. Yeah, Zephic, this, yeah, this is, this is the crop, right? This is the crop. Bua which is the Mura. In, in, in the beginning of Ayikra, it says you have to... Well, it takes the waste. The, the, right, you have, you have to throw it on from Mizbeach. Mur'osai, Rashi says the, 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 the Zephic. Or the gizzard can be peeled by hand. So one of the, one of the three signs, if it's... Extra, uh, extra finger? Extra finger, a crop, or a gizzard. A gizzard can also be called a craw, I think. Anyways... And uh, sorry, sorry, it has to, it has to be the, the gizzard has to be peeled by hand, right? So if it, so if it's not if it's not a bird of prey, and it has one of these two qualities, it has extra finger, it has a crop, or the gizzard can be peeled by hand, then you know it's a kosher bird. You design. Why are these? Why, what's the, what's the reason why this is a good way to determine if it's kosher or not kosher? Because of these twenty four forbidden birds that we count in Allah, Yudalit, 
None of them, none of them are, are, are not birds of prey, but do have one of these three signs. So therefore, if it's not a bird of prey, as one of these two signs, it can't be one of those 24. Except for the osprey and the, off, uh, the ostrich and the, and, the, and the osprey. So therefore, what's the, what, why is there, I'm not worried about that? I'm going to go eat an osprey. Those two types of birds are not found among the, uh, the civilized uh, part of the world. They're in the deserts and the distant islands. Very far, which is the, 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 the edge of the civilized world. And therefore, we're not worried about people yeah. You know, now, if you find yourself in the, you go on an expedition in the civilized world, then then you have to make sure you know what an osprey and an ostrich is, or a parasol is, only then can you rely on these simonim. Okay, the, the bottom line is stick the chicken. <laughs> yes. The bottom line is stick the chicken, it's simpler. Yeah. All right. Now, what, what if he wasn't a bird of prey, and the, the, the gizzard could be peeled only with a knife, not by hand? Does that count? If the aim by simonachin doesn't have the extra finger of the crop. So then, even though it's not a bird of prey, it's a suffix, that's a suffix. It has to be peeled by hand to be certain. The fact that it, could ha- it requires a knife is a little bit of a, of a doubtful situation. What if it was, a, you couldn't peel it because it was very tough, the, the gizzard, right, the Korkovan? Very tightly. Yeah, I guess the skin is very tough, right? Isn't Korkovan a puppet? In Yiddish. In Yiddish, yeah. But in English, it's a gizzard. Like, uh, like, uh, like uh, yes, it's a, a belly button. Well, that's for you, per- a person. Right. On the other side, of the belly button is the, is the gizzard. If if it's uh, okay, it's, 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 it's <laughs> a gizzard, gizzard a or craw. I believe it's the same thing. A chicken has. You won't get him any longer. But years ago, the chicken had this this kind of rubbery kind of okay. thing. Yeah. It would sell it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What if after you took the gizzard, the kurkavan, English called a craw as well, or gizzard? I think the same exact thing. You put it in the, in the sun. It got soft, and then you can peel it by hand. So it has to be able to be peeled, be peeled by hand, and if you need to put it in the sun to make it soft, that's okay. But you have to use a knife, and it's a suffix. You test. Now, the Ramam brings opinions who argue with him sometimes. It is over here. They have a tradition. In other words, the Ga'in, I mean, the Ramam's lexicon means anybody who's after his managamara till up till the Ramam's times. When you come to a matter of a bird that has a sign, that, that, in other words, it's not a bird of prey, and it has one of these three simonim. The only one we use is on it has to be able that the gizzard is peeled by hand. He cannot peel, peel the gizzard by hand, even though it's not a bird of prey. It has a crop. They're not matimit. So those other two simonim, the Gaidim say we don't use them anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe because the osprey and the other one became so. One summit is that counts. Right. It has to be not a bird of prey. It has to be peeled the the, the kirk of a biyad. The other two we don't use. That's a, now the Ram himself Vavafka holds like that, but he wants to bring the in that okay. In other words, actually no. Probably probably the Ram is telling us the din the gemara and then telling us what after the gemara what what changed. So yeah, probably Ram does hold like this. I think. Okay. Chaf. Any before the Rambam. The Ga'inim, well, again, in our lexicon, the Ga'inim and the Rishayim are not the same thing. But in the times of the Rambam, Rishayim didn't exist. Everyone was called Chachamim. So you had Tanoim, Amoraim, and Ga'inim. That's all there was. Uh, well, in in, in Ksubas that we learned, the Rambam went on and on about the, the, the Kona of the Ga'inim, about Ksubas. Right, right. 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 And the Rambam, Rambam went with that. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. No, means, uh, so again, the Rambam calls the Rif one of the Ga'inim. We call the Rif one of the Rishayim. Yeah, okay, Chaf. Any bird that divides its claws, 
when you put like a, a line to it, it should, it should, you know, it should, it should, it should uh, rest on that string. When you put a, a string to it, to the rest on, two in front, two on one, two on the other side. So, or it seizes something in the air and eats it while in the air, even if it's not necessarily, even if it's not necessarily an animal. Like you try to feed the bird and it does like while it's flying, grabs the food out of your hand, even if it's a piece of, a piece of uh, a carrot. That's a sim and it's a bird of prey. Excuse me. Now, what if you find a bird among other tummy birds? You don't know what it is. If it rests, if it lives, lives among the other impure birds, and it seems similar to them. It's not considered a kosher bird. So non because non kosher birds live with non kosher birds. The kosher birds live with kosher birds. That's how it, that's, that's what I'm says. Okay. Um, again, the Brahma is very strong that we only rely on birds that we have a Masera kosher. We don't use any of these simon. Um, okay. Okay. So now on to grasshoppers. The types of grasshoppers that Teres says that you're allowed to eat. We saw the Kofsi told me that when he was in Merwa, the Bokram came from. I think so. And oh, there were certain God, grasshoppers God. that they, that they, they, they from the, around the yeshiva, they would take them and eat them because they had them and said they were kosher. Yeah? Really? Yep. Yeah. So, eight types of grasshoppers are kosher. The eight, these are them. Chagov, the white locust. Again, this is a translation of Mary Kaplan. Min Chagov, similar to white locust, who are harazvonis. Okay? Chargol, a spotted gray locust. Dalit, number four. Min Chagov, a similar species, who are tsuvya. Hey, number five, Arba, the red locusts. Vav, Min Arba, a similar species. We have Kitsperius Karamim, the um, vineyard locusts. Zion Slom, the yellow locusts, who Min Chalm, some similar type. Via Yechania, Yushamas, the Jerusalemite Yechania. Okay, these are the eight locusts you can eat. Enjoy. Bon appetit. Chav Gaze. Mishu Baki Behemish, if you know them and you know their names, you will eat them. But inside them and Lalim, if the trappers believe on them as by a bird, if his teacher told him it's this is okay. Mishu Baki, if you don't know them, so Baki this money, you can check the species. Here are the species that Amma says you can use to see if it's a kosher grasshopper. Shloish is Simon Mishu Behemish, three signs. Kol Shayesh, like Abba Raglan, has to have four legs. Number two, it has two wings, excuse me, four wings that cover more than 50% of both the length and width of the locust. Number three, it has two, two knees, really two extra legs with knees that extra, used to help, it hops with them. That's a tar, grasshopper. Despite the fact it has a long head or has a tail, if was called a chagav, then tar, it is tar. You find locusts, and this baby locust, you didn't see the mother give birth to it, obviously, doesn't have wings or, or knees. It doesn't have these wings that cover the majority of the body. However, these type of, type of species that they grow it when they get older. They grow these type of wings and knees eventually. Right. It's okay now. It doesn't have to have it now. now. It's a species is kosher. Even though now this one is a bit young. Right? It didn't grow a beard yet. You know? So it's, it's getting there. Fish. There's two signs of kosher fish. Snapier. Fins, the cascasics and scales. The snapper, the scales, the fins is what uses to swim. Cascasics who advocate the bchagufe, the scales are the ones that attach to its body up and down. The chol sheishlei cascasics, any fish that has scales, the snapper has fins. Therefore, if it has scales, you can know you can eat it. You want a guy who's very dumb. You need to give him some money to catch you a fish. Fins and scales too complicated. Has to have just tell him scales. It's good enough. Okay, it doesn't have it now, but it'll have it when it gets older. Or it's a species that has scales, but it doesn't have scales when you take it out of the river. When you take it out, it doesn't have them. As long as it has it in the water. If it has scales, but they don't cover the whole body, though, it's okay. 
even if it's a species, or even if this one fish has one scale on the body, that means it's mutter, that's the kosher fish. It doesn't have to have scales up and down, one is enough. Some possums say that means it has to be dafka by the gills. The Ram doesn't say that one scale on the fish's body is sufficient. And the same thing applies if it only has one fin. So one fin and one scale is the minimum requirement to make a fish kosher.